How's it going, everyone? You're listening to Trail Tales. My name is Kyle O'Grady. I'm a through hiker. I'm a peak bagger. And this is the podcast where every single week I give the same introduction. And this is the podcast where <laughs> every single week I chat with other through hikers and other peak baggers and other hiking nerds like myself about their experiences on the trail. So this week's guest is a woman named Nancy Wind. She is the founder and owner of a business called Peaks and Poses. We're going to talk all about what exactly it is, but basically it's like a guiding service that also brings people out on the trail to do yoga, which is a very unique idea. This episode is not sponsored by Peaks and Poses. I did not receive money to have this conversation with Nancy, nor did she receive money to have this conversation with me. She pretty much just reached out a few months ago and was like, hey, can we set something up? And we were able to make it happen. Not only do we talk about Peaks and Poses and her business, but we spend a lot of the episode, pretty much the entire second half, talking about our differences in spirituality as it relates to hiking. Now, I've said this before on the show, I am not a very spiritual person. I kind of just like to go fucking hike. And um, Nancy is kind of the opposite. And I thought that could be like a cool conversation to kind of try to understand each other a little bit more. And so that's what we did. I was definitely in over my head for a lot of this stuff. I mean, that should be pretty obvious. But regardless, if you are a spiritual person like she is, hopefully you can have a laugh at me trying to (laughs) wrap my head around some of this stuff. If you're not spiritual at all like me, then hopefully you'll find some of the things that Nancy shares to be interesting or at least mildly entertaining. And yeah, I really think there's something for all sides of this uh, conversation. Anyways, it was a great time. Nancy, thank you so much. And let's do it again soon. Everybody go check out Trail Tales on Instagram. It's at Trail Tales Pod. Go like some stuff on my profile or maybe even send me a DM with some some praise or some shit talk. I haven't made a call for shit talk in a long, long, long time. So uh, if you've listened to some of the like super old episodes, you've probably heard that. Let's let's bring that back maybe. Um, you can also send me an email, trailtalespod at gmail.com. I'm always open to suggestions, whether that be guest suggestions, trail suggestions, you name it. Send me an email, trailtalespod at gmail.com. Go look up the show on Facebook, too. I always forget to post these episodes on Facebook because I kind of forget that I have it. But, yeah, I can't forget now because I'll just look like a huge jackass, which, to be fair, I am a huge jackass. Anyways, yeah, Facebook, go do email, Instagram, all that stuff. If you want to help the show because I know you're dying to help this stupid podcast, you can do that a couple of different ways. First of all, go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes slash whatever your app is, Stitcher. Um, I don't think you can leave reviews on Spotify, but shit, go try. Anyways, if you do that, I will read it out loud at the beginning of an episode introduction. Speaking of doing that, I am going to do just that. So this one is from CrazyDude80, which is a great, great username. It says, glad I found this show. Kyle keeps it real and talks in a relatable way. Great content and a wonderful host must listen. Thank you very much, crazy dude. This next one is from... Okay, so their their username is Kyle O'Grady, but I swear I did not write this review. It says, <laughs> Favorite pod by far this is for sure, for sure, one of my favorite podcasts. Kyle does an awesome job keeping everything interesting and awesome. As a college student, I don't hike as nearly as I want to, so this gives me a good outlet to get my fix. You might want to check the grammar on that, but thanks for the the review. Asks all his guests their favorite hiking story, but I'd love to hear Kyle's. Hopefully in the next pod, we can hear some of that. Happy trials, homie. (laughs) I think they meant happy trails. Um, But I told a story in episode number 50 at the end of that when Baker Bocorny interviewed me for the 50th episode special, whatever. So uh, yeah, go check out episode 50 to whoever wrote that review. I think that's pretty much going to do it, folks. Go check out the Patreon as well, patreon.com slash trailtales. I really could use all the support I can get on there. Honestly, I have to renew the hosting for the next year um, in just a couple weeks here. So that would be really appreciated. And of course, I got to plug my YouTube shit. Go check out 
youtube.com slash C slash Kyle Hates Hiking, I think is the right link, or just type in Kyle Hates Hiking on YouTube, or just go through the link in the show notes. I've been posting videos on there. I, I'm about to hit 300 subscribers and you know, just a little over a month. So yay for that. That's pretty cool. And uh, I'm having a lot of fun with YouTube. So yeah, Kyle Hits Hiking on YouTube. Go check it out. Let's get into it with Nancy Wind, founder and owner of Peaks and Poses. Nancy Wind is on the podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about the White Mountains and a bunch of other stuff today. I'm really looking forward to that. I haven't had a White Mountain episode in a few a few episodes now, so that's going to be awesome. Nancy, how's it going? Great, Kyle. How are you doing? I am doing pretty good. Looking forward to having a short week at work this week because Thanksgiving is coming up. Of course, by the time this comes out, it'll be over. But, you know, <laughs> that's how I'm doing. Uh, thank and you. And our bellies may still be full. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast. Thank you for reaching out to me and wanting to, to make this happen. I am uh, pretty stoked to talk today. Thank you. Why don't we start the way I like to start pretty much all of these episodes why don't you just kind of actually now that I say that I actually forgot to do this for my last episode, but most of my most of my episodes. Um, why don't you just introduce yourself, say who you are, and give like your I hate to say this, but your, like your hiking resume. Just kind of talk about like your outdoor experience. Okay, sure. Um, my name is Nancy Wind. I am uh, a peak bagger and um, fifty eight years old. I'm a mom of two young men who have come into the whites with me at different times. And I think a little bit of my hiking started when I was about 16 years old and I was fortunate enough to go on an organized teen tour across the United States and got to go into some of the national parks. And um, something just kind of hit home with me. It was a big, it was six weeks of camping as well. And I just love being outside and and moving around and just seeing what was out there. Mm -hmm. um, and then fast forward many, many years, when I was married, my husband at the time also loved to hike and he started, we started hiking together, going up to Baxter State Park and doing some short hikes around Massachusetts and New Hampshire. And we had our kids and we were gonna be like the hiking family. While my marriage ended, uh, the love for the mountains just keep continued, and um, my kids continue to hike with me, and I continue to hike as much as I can. Um, it was challenging being a single mom and finding the time to be with adult friends. But my younger son, um, when he turned 18 and was kind of heading off to college, I was thinking, God, this is just something that I would love to do more of and... Um, and meet other people who also really like to hike. I didn't really have that many friends that really liked to do it. They were sort of busy with their spouses and families. So I joined a meetup group, the New England Over 40 meetup group. And um, I went on a hike to Welch Dickey and then up to, um, oh, what's that hike? Um, up near Conway with the fire tower. Uh, it will come to me. And then I just started meeting some people and I just got hooked. I was really kind of like unleashed at the moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was back in 2012, 2013. And then I started hearing people talk about um, the 48. And while I had been up in the whites with some other friends doing Franconia Ridge Trail like numerous times, mm -hmm. um, I didn't realize the breadth of the 48 and how many other mountains there were. And um, somebody one time asked me what my goal was when I joined the meetup. And I just said, I didn't really have a goal except to just meet people and find other people like me who just wanted to spend time in the mountains. And um, I would say maybe a half a year later, I sort of caught the bug yeah. of the 48. And um, I had completed those in about just over a year, maybe about like 14 months doing all those. And, and even some like multiple times, cause some other friends were just like, Hey, what are you doing? Let's go do, you know, Musalak or come do 
the Wildcats with me. So, um, yeah. And then I, that I found out about the New England 67 and started explore Vermont and Maine. And um, it took about another year to complete those. Did a couple of 14ers out in Colorado. And in 2018, hiked part of the JMT. We, uh, we came in Bishop Pass and went down on the JMT. We came out on Kearsage Pass. I don't know if you're familiar with this. I'm not. No, I've never been out there before. Oh, you got to go out there. I would, oh, shit. <laughs> my dog just knocked over my guitar. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I am so sorry. That is hilarious. How was that, I wish I could have seen that. I, yeah, I wish I had it on video. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to kind of interrupt you there. Um, when, okay. when did uh, Peaks and Poses kind of come into all this? Yeah. So I founded Peaks and Poses. Actually, the conception of my trail yoga business was on Canning Cliffs in um, 2013, that summer. Uh, we were out on the cliffs and somebody wanted to take a picture of us. And so just a group of, of women all kind of came together and held hands and we did tree pose for Gasana. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is really kind of cool. We're like looking over Franconia Ridge, looking down 93. And I was like, this would be really fun to just start like taking people out into the mountains and doing some yoga out there. And um, so I kind of like mulled around thought and kept hiking. And then the following year, I really was like, I'm going to do this. And I was on a intro backpacking trip into 13 Falls campground. And um, <laughs> wish I had a video of me then. I, I came apparently with a condo tent. I had no idea what kind of <laughs> tent you were supposed to bring on any of these backpacking trips. Long story short, I learned a lot about backpacking. And um, I was with a, a few people that I just met. And I was kind of telling them what my idea was. And they were like, yeah, you got to do that. This just sounds so fun. And I bet a lot of people will want to do it. I was like, well, I really need help with a name. And so we had about an eight mile hike out the next day. And we just started throwing around names of this potential trail yoga business. And somebody came up with peaks and poses. And I was like, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. That's the name <laughs> of my business. And, um, I started taking people out on hikes around Boston and in my hometown at the time was Wayland, Massachusetts. There's, there's hikes around Boston? Wait a minute. Yeah, there's the Blue Hills. The Blue, actually, I, I guess I have heard about the Blue Hills before. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It's not, there's no like backpacking though, right? It's just kind of like short like day hikes kind of? Um, you know what? The AMC I think has some cabins or a shelter. On Interesting. Ponkapowag Lake, if I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah, and I'm not sure. You, Yeah, you may not be able to... I'm sure there's, there's... I have a lot of listeners from the Boston area, so if anybody listening to this knows, I'd, I'd definitely love to hear about it, because I actually... I, I have heard about the Blue Hills before. I've watched, like, yeah. some videos way back in the day, and it, it is kind of cool how there's, like, a little like, I don't know, like, little section of backcountry that close to, you know, one of the biggest cities in the northeast so i don't know it's pretty cool it is pretty incredible and before i was winter hiking i would just start in the blue hills in the spring and just sort of like get my my legs you know sort of in gear mm -hmm. for like the summer and the fall and um there's a nice traverse that you can do um and it's actually fairly challenging i've done it a couple of times and you'd be surprised it's just like up and down up and down fairly rocky some short, steep sections. So it sort of can um, mirror the whites in some parts of it. And then, um, you know, a lot of it's just flat and really expansive. Yeah, but you get yeah. a nice view. I won't tell you what you can see when you get to the top of Blue Hill. I'll keep it a surprise. <laughs> and um, I think it's got the oldest running weather observatory in the nation. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So it's kind of cool up there. Yeah, so that's kind of how Peaks and Poses started. And then, you know, I kind of, it's probably out of my own boredom of going to the Blue Hills and places locally. And then I was like, you know, I think it's time to go up to like New Hampshire and get some people out of the state 
And so started pre uh, bringing people up north to, you know, just some day hiking, Tecumseh. Um, and then actually quickly it turned into some overnight retreats because I had a friend who proposed to be my chef <laughs> if I was to do some overnight retreats. And um, I thought that would be really cool. And so I had already met Serena at the Notch Hostel and kind of had a relationship with her. And she was always open to, you know, whenever you want to come up here or any way I could help you, um, just feel free to come on up. And so I started booking some overnight retreats at the Notch Hostel. And, um, and then I felt like that, you know, that there's so much more than just day hiking. So I started thinking about bringing some people into, um, you know, just some bigger mountains and, um, and introduce them to the AMC huts and giving some people just some hut experience. So how much of your business is like just guiding like the actual hikes versus doing the yoga thing? Because I do not know anything about this and <laughs> I, I've never heard of this anyways, at least. So like, I, I'm just kind of curious, like how that all works. Like are most of the people that you're taking out just looking for like guided hikes or are they looking to actually do the um, yoga thing? That's a great question. And I think that my idea of what my business was going to be when I first started has really evolved in a good way. And I think it's because I've been listening to the people that have wanted to come join me. And so in the beginning, I thought it was going to be a lot of yoga. Mm -hmm. um, and what we do is, what I do is we, do, we integrate it into the hike. So we don't bring any yoga mats with us. We just use what's around. So if there's trees around, we may hold on to a tree and do sort of a modified downward dog. We get onto some rocks um, for different poses. We might just do a flow in the middle of Welch Dickey. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of fun. It's just, it's sort of for me being intuitive about the space around me and how it could lend itself to some quieting down of the mind, quieting down of the body, and allowing people to just take off their backpacks and just connect a little bit deeper to what's around um, them in a, in a different way, instead of just the repetitive movement of just, you know, one foot in front of the other. Right, right. Um, how many of the people that are coming out to do the yoga are like, I don't know, I don't know what the, are, are people that have done yoga before versus people that are like literally doing it for the first time. I'm just kind of curious to like to find out about like, about like the kind of people that are, that are, um, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's probably 60 to 75% people have done some yoga before. But there's still a, you know, it's not like it's, it's uncommon for people that have never done it to, to go out with you. Right. And I try to, you know, let people know that it's, it's really for everyone. It's really about getting outside and making that connection to mm -hmm. being outdoors. And so there's still an emphasis on, on yoga. Like we were up at um, Lakes of the Clouds hut back in September and um, wasn't ideal weather to be outside. So it was quiet in the hut in the afternoon. And so we just started doing yoga right in the dining hall. And it was really awesome because there were people that were just not there with me, but there with their friends or whomever. And then they just started, they just joined us. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was, that was awesome. I'm not going to lie. That. If I like stumbled into Lake the Clouds Hut on my through hike and there was like a huge group of people doing yoga in there, I probably would have been like super freaked out. I would have been like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to keep hiking. <laughs> like that's, 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 that's so funny though. Um, yeah. <laughs> So we always start like, you know, with like a 15 minute yoga, like in the parking lot, um, just to really kind of warm up all of our joints. Um, you know, we do some introductions of people and then it's kind of up to me and, and 
and the actual trail of where we can stop and, and pull over and do some yoga. Have you ever heard of, of anybody else that runs like a, a business that does the same thing? Not necessarily just like in New England, but just anywhere at all that, that does like a like a guiding like yoga thing like this? Yeah, it's kind of funny like uh, that you brought that up because I was up on Mount Pemi um, October of last year. And that particular October was really warm. And I just made some new tank tops. And we were all wearing our peaks and poses tank tops. And we were, there was, it was quite crowded up there, but there was some woman that came up to the group and said, who's in charge of this operation over here? <laughs> and I said, you know, I introduced myself. And um, her name is Jana, and she also does a, um, hers is SUP yoga, so which is stand-up paddleboard. So she's <laughs> integrating yoga and stand-up paddleboard. What? Oh, yeah. my God. That's and hiking. so funny. Wow. Yeah, and we have, like, a mutual client. And so it was just kind of neat to meet somebody else. Super, you know, we follow each other now on Instagram and Facebook and see you know, what each other's up to and things like that. Um, Interesting. Interesting. See, this is, this is so fascinating to me because I have never done yoga before, maybe in like gym class when I was in high school, but I pretty much just like fucked around with my friends the whole time and didn't take it seriously. (laughs) And like, I I know a lot of people love yoga. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I personally have never really understood like the appeal to me it seems kind of goofy but like i know people love it like i know there's benefits so I'm not trying to be like a dick about it um to everybody who does yoga that listens to this but i just think it's like so like fat like i i'm just i'm just try, trying to imagine like stumbling upon like a group of people like doing yoga while on like balls to the walls like in the middle of like a 20 mile day or something like that like i just <laughs> i just i just find that so funny um i guess yeah. this is this is such a cheap question but has anybody like ever had like a funny or like interesting reaction to like kind of coming across you guys doing your thing like in the middle of the woods you know not not really. That's you know? good. You, you probably want like a great response. But you know what? I think people are just respectful. And, you know, they might just say, oh, excuse me, and kind of walk by. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't had anybody outside just stop and join us. But I think that would be really kind of cool. I feel like it might happen eventually. Like if it if it happened in the hut, then, then yeah, right? who knows? When you guys are like finding spots on the trail to – actually, I guess I should uh, – first of all, how many people like – I'm sure it varies, but like usually how many people are you leading out there? Like how many in your group? I try to keep it um, under 12. Okay. But I mean, even even say, let's say like eight or 10 people, eight like that's 10. a decent sized group. Like where do you usually stop to f- like find the space in the woods to like do this, do this kind of thing? Because like that's, that's a decent amount of people. You're all going to yeah. need like your own like space to do the stretches or whatever, the f- not stretches, do your poses or whatever it is. And so like, I'm just kind of curious because just thinking about it, like there's not that many times we're all come across a spot except for maybe like a campsite or a shelter or something that has enough like space to do that, you know? Yeah, it's really quite true. Um, that's why Welch Dickey is a really good mountain. Um, Mount Pemi is a great mountain for that. We, in October, went and hiked um, Hedgehog Mountain. It's on 52 with a view. Mm -hmm. We kind of parked in the wrong parking lot, but it actually (laughs) worked out to our advantage because we followed some cross-country ski trails for a little bit, and then we opened up into this like just this vastness of land. It was like a meadow with, um, I think, Whiteface and Passaconaway, like two hour west. And maybe, not sure if we could see Chakor at that point, but it was just this like big open field. It was like crazy because mm-hmm. you don't really get that openness in the whites. And so we hung out there for maybe 15 minutes and, and did a little practice there. So these are sort of like short flows, I would say, you okay. know, which for, for yoga flow would be like one pose into another into another, as opposed to like rolling out your mat and having like a one hour class. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Because sometimes you're, you know, you've got the weather to deal with as well. So yeah, you, you, really. That's like a yeah. whole. How have you ever had any like interesting experiences doing it? Like, as far as weather goes, have you ever been like, I don't know, in the middle of like a flow or whatever they're called, and then like, <laughs> and then like just been like crushed by a storm or something like that? Um, not in the middle, but last year we were. Um, I can't remember where we were hiking. And um, I think the lot was full or something. So we ended up going into Greeley Pond, but it was like a really kind of drizzly day. And, um, you know, this was an overnight. So I tell people what to pack. And I'm always telling them to, you know, to bring a rain jacket and if you got rain pants. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say eight of the 10 people brought ponchos. And one woman's poncho was like a red and white checked poncho. It looked like a picnic table. (laughs) It was so funny. And I have these great pictures of us. I wonder if it's still on my website. I'll have to go. If not, I'm going to email it to you. (laughs) And they're all in like this reverse warrior pose right at Greeley Pond. And they're all in their ponchos. That's (laughs) funny. It's kind of funny. It was not like your typical, you know, yoga studio look. but there are troopers. So that day we were, it was a little wet. Um, we've just been, I have to say, really fortunate with the weather in terms of the weather gods have been with us and yeah. have been able to uh, invite us out when it's just really, can't say always warm, but no storms. Would that almost like be kind of fun, like an extra challenge to like try to, I don't I don't even know how to phrase this, but like to like kind of stay focused, I guess, while you're like doing it. If like yeah. the weather was was um not like I mean obviously if there's like a huge storm, you're probably not going to want to do it. You want to seek shelter, but like I don't know. I, I feel like that might just make it like even harder to like focus or whatever, and that could be kind of interesting and and be kind of a good practice. I don't know. Have yeah, you have you found practice. anything? Uh, has that ever happened? Anything like that? Yeah, not really. We, we The reason why we ended up in the hut was it was, um, we were supposed to go up to Monroe for flags on the 48 and the wind was whipping. It was I don't know, probably 30, 40 mile per hour winds up there, but it was also very wet. And um, the people that came on that hike were fairly new to hiking at that elevation. So that's they kind of chose to stay in the hut and not go up to Monroe that day. And, and I, I had to listen to them because I didn't really want to be responsible for 10 people. <laughs> yeah. You know, slipping and sliding. Um, but that could have been kind of cool, although it probably would have been way too windy. <laughs> you know, we we did a little snowshoeing, some yoga, some snowshoe yoga. Oh, there you go. Um, that's definitely a lot more challenging, but I'm going to, I'm going to work on that this year because I think there are some really good places that you yeah. can do that. Like, you know, just even outside the Highland Center in their field. Yeah, it's know, not like you have to go that far out every single time either. Exactly. Yeah. And again, I think it's like to, especially in the winter, you know, just to experience the elements of the season. Um, I, I love winter hiking. I mean, I, I'm I feel like I'm almost addicted to it right now because it's so peaceful and so quiet. You get that nice day with the sun, you know, just shining on you and making the snow glisten. And, you know, I mean, I've been hiking up Carrigan and I've like taken off, you know, every layer I had until I was in a tank top and, you know, it's January. Damn. um, Do Do you prefer winter over summer? In some ways, yeah, in some ways. I, I I tend to, I think the longer I've been hiking, the more quiet I want it to be out there. And so seeing a lot of people, like I remember hiking up Franconia, uh, Falling Waters with a group in June, and it was like a freeway. Yeah, yeah, it can you be know, it's just, pretty crowded. It's too crowded. It's not really that much fun. I mean, I, I, I want people to be out there and enjoy the whites just like i do but that that's just too many people for me yeah um, definitely and definitely. then you know are you a winter hiker not really honestly i oh. i mean i have like a couple times never in the whites but 
I'm not, I'm not really, honestly, and I kind of want to get into it. So, like, that's kind of why I wanted to ask about it is the fact that people prefer it over summer, because I've had other people say that on the show as well, like, kind of, like, goes against everything that I've experienced. So, I just yeah. think that's so fascinating. The beauty of the winter is that the snow just lays down this gorgeous white carpet and so you're not hiking over all those roots and rocks mm-hmm. that's that fair, you're challenged yeah. by. And so in some ways, it's almost easier. Interesting, yeah. Mm. I'd, I'd like to try it. I do ski too, so mm. I, I'm like often doing that during the winter. So I think that has something to do with it. But I actually didn't buy a ski pass this year, partially Ooh. because I'm resting an injury, partially because... Maybe towards the end of the winter, I might give it another go. I don't know. I mean, I, I've done a little bit. Not like I've never done it at all before. I've done, you know, some of the mountains around here, Mansfield and Camel's Hump. I've I've done mm-hmm. both those in the winter a couple times. And and I actually, I guess I did Cabot in December, early December. I'm not sure when like the official like cutoff for winter is. I think it might have been before that. Um, I'm not really sure. But so I, I've done a little bit. But I don't yeah. know. Based on the what I have done in the winter, I've always preferred summer for some reason, but I don't know. Like maybe I just need to give it another go. Yeah. Yeah. There's some great, um, mountains and we take down our, um, our sleds. So if you can find the right trail to go down on your sled, <laughs> then you just like flying down. You haul oh. a sled up there. Wait a minute. Oh yeah. We have these, um, sleds called, um, American missile. I'm going to have to Google this. Yeah. And they're plastic. They have a little seat and they have handles. And so you can clip them onto your backpacks fairly easily. And then, um, and that's the way we go down. <laughs> down. <laughs> Musalak and, um, oh, Kearsage. That's the mountain I was thinking of over in Conway. That was one of my, that was my first butt sled, we call it. Oh my God. It was so much fun. <laughs> It was a blast. I, I can't remember the last time I laughed that hard. That's awesome. Yeah. Damn. So fun. Bringing um, out like the, the little kid in every absolutely. hiker. Sledding down the mountain. That that does sound pretty fun, damn. Yeah. I, know, it's a, I feel like you'd like really run into good... somebody. Like if you're just freaking flying down the trail, you go around a, a corner. <laughs> damn. You got to be a little <laughs> bit careful, little I guess. Careful. <laughs> We've had some wipeouts. Um, but it's a really good workout for your core. Because you gotta lift your legs. Yeah, true. Yeah. How many? How many of the forty-eight did you do during the winter? So um, it's funny. I was just working on my my list and sort of planning out my winter because I have ten left. Um, so I've done thirty-eight. Uh, winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, some of them I've probably done twice. So I've got some big ones left and I'd like to finish them this year because I just don't want to think about them anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Have you done the ones um, like the presidentials and the far above treeline ones yet? Yeah, some of them. I've done Madison. I did Washington just this past year on the last day of, of winter. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a bluebird day. Oh well, my god. What's the um what's so the cutoff for freaking the, gorgeous. the winter like season or whatever? I think it's March 20th. March 20th. Is, your, okay. is the last day of winter. And then when does it start technically? December 20th. December 20th. So I guess yeah. when I did Cabot I would have technically yeah, still been still been fall although there was snow and I needed micro specs so it, it it felt more like winter than it did fall but shit I know, I know. <laughs> and I've I've done a few of those myself in fact a bunch of our my friends and I we did like both Cabot and Passaconaway like March 21st or March 22nd and it was total winter conditions and now we're like kicking ourselves and we're like what what like who <laughs> planned that one like we just weren't thinking at that time you know this winter list I was like, oh man, we're so fucking dumb. Where where do you um, drive up from again when you're going to the Whites? So I live outside of Boston. I live west. Um, I just moved into a town called Hopkinton, which is known for the start of the Boston Marathon. Oh, nice. Other than that, I'm not sure if it's known for anything, um, except having a lot of open space. Um, <laughs> um, and, how, how far of a drive up to 
say, I don't know, Lincoln, New Hampshire, would it be then for you? Yeah, it's about about two and a half hours. So that's that's about what it is for, for me over here in Burlington, too. When you uh, go up during the winter, do you usually like stay at the Notch Hostel or, or like stay, like have some sort of lodging or do you usually just make day trips? I've mostly done day trips. That's... But I just booked some nights at the Notch for this year. See, that's just like so intense. Like I know, I know a lot of people do that, and I have done it before. But I think another reason why I generally don't like the winter hiking as much is because I like to go up the night before and then like camp somewhere and then hike mm. the next day. Because honestly, I just don't like to get up early. And so, and obviously <laughs> in the winter, you got to be even more careful about that because less daylight. You don't like getting up at four twenty? <laughs> no, I don't. I actually hate, and I, like I have done it before, and that's how I know I I don't like it. So I would like to go over like the night before, and then I would camp, and then hike early the next morning, and then make the drive back the net like you know at the end of the day mm. or whatever. And so, <laughs> so I'm just always curious to hear how people do that because camping. I know people do it, and some guys listening to this that's like. Kyle, you suck. Like winter camping is so much fun, but like I'm definitely not gonna <laughs> be camping when it's <laughs> negative ten degrees outside. So I don't know. I'm 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 always just curious to hear how people kind of deal with that. I know, and you know, I just started doing it with my meetup group, and now my friends and I do it. And I have other people that don't hike, and I mean, they they think I'm a nut. They think I'm just nut. <laughs> like you are going, you're driving two and a half hours, you're hiking all day, and then you're going out and having something to eat afterwards and maybe a beer or something to drink and then you're coming home the same day and I'm like absolutely that's just what we do and you know I, I guess it, it is nuts um, I don't mind getting up early though I'm I'm usually up by five Ouch. Is, yeah I know but I really do love it there is there is actually um, in terms of spirituality if you think about like some of the eastern religions and um it's a very sacred time of the day it's called is an actual name it's called brahma muharta and it's when a lot of people come out to pray and so when you're up that early like i do feel it it's like like it's just kind of cool to be up when you know that there most of the people are not awake and even though they're probably warm and tucked into bed, I don't know. There's something about just being like was there was nocturnal. there a, yeah yeah was there a um, specific time that you were talking about there or just like being up early um like the the praying thing um just being up early I mean the prayer that is you you can look that up like that's actually a special you know time of of the morning it's right before the sunrise okay. People can like really deeply connect to the universe Interesting. through prayer, through meditation, through journaling, like however you would choose to to be present. See, this um, is this is why you're such a good guest to have on, Nancy, is because there's there's such a huge contrast between us here. Like, like <laughs> obviously, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, obviously, you know, I was going to get into the the spiritual stuff um, at some point here, and. I just feel like we have such different perspectives. I mean, I'm like a 23-year-old dude. Yeah. You know, you said you were a 58-year-old woman. Like, there's, there's just a big contrast here. I am very much a surface-level person. I've said this on the show before. Like, I, I'm – see, I, I've also said this before too, but like I'll often ask people, at least when it comes to like through hikes, like, oh, why did you go hike the Appalachian Trail or, or whatever? And a lot of the time people will – either give me like a super um, in-depth answer. They'll be like, oh, well, this happened in my life. And like I was doing it for this like sort of spiritual or emotional benefit. And mm. then other times people will just be like, yeah, I just like to fucking hike. And I'm definitely in that second camp there. Like I'm definitely just like a, yeah, like fuck it. Like let's go hike today. Like I just like, you know, challenging myself or whatever. So you come from a very different perspective here and i i kind of want to get into this because the contrast is so so good here and, and maybe you can help me kind of understand this a little bit more because again like i with all due respect like i i just don't like get the whole like spiritual yeah. like kind of yoga thing and, and so we're gonna try to go into this a little bit um so when you first started hiking i know you know you had some experiences when you were younger and stuff like that was it always a spiritual thing f like right from the start 
for you, or did that kind of like uh, develop over time as you did uh, more miles and had more experiences? I think it's something that's developing. So I think that I was probably like you, like, hey, let's just go fucking hike. And, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I think that I'm somebody, though, that has to move. And I know, like, I can tell, like, I'm long overdue to be out in the mountains. Um, and that's just from, like, somebody likes to move. But I think it's just the way I feel when I'm out there. Um, so I think it's something that's developed over the last number of years. So I, I can totally relate to where you are. Um, and, and, and I think a lot of it is, is actually been coming from my learner of Ayurveda, which is the kind of the holistic medical system of India. And it's about aligning with the rhythms of the day and being in the flow of the day and the energies of the day. <laughs> I know, right? It's just, it's all just like <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> right over my head. <laughs> yeah. I have to look that up. It's fascinating. And so I'm, and this is for me probably all happening in the last five or six years. Okay. Okay. So it, it's still fairly new and I'm really a learner of it, but I'm really interested in that alignment of my own mind and body with the cycles of the day and the circadian rhythms. So it and sounds like it sounds like you, it, it, like your personal life, you know, outside of hiking as well. The spirituality yeah. has been developing over the past number of years as well. It wasn't always there from from a young age either. Right. right. Okay. Interesting. And so I'm just kind of curious yeah. to know what role hiking, if any, has played in that like spiritual development. Then, well, there's a quote that I just absolutely love. It's, called, it's from John Burroughs, and it, he says, I go out into nature to soothe my soul and to put my senses back in order. Something along those lines. I may have misquoted him. <laughs> That's okay. But, it, but for me, it's like just being outside allows my brain it gives my brain like an expansiveness that then feeds me into my soul and to my, into my creativity and the moving along with it puts me in like rhythm mm -hmm. as well. I don't get the same feeling when I'm sitting inside my home or in a building. Like I love my home, you know, I, I love it, but there's something about connecting with the earth and putting your feet on the ground and, you know, just allowing your eyes to just sort of see what's in front of you and notice and take the time to notice what's out there. Um, I don't know. It's just starting to bring a greater connection to like the entire universe for me. Interesting. Interesting. Because um, again, I wasn't sure if it was like a, how how intertwined your spirituality was to hiking specifically or, or, you know, being outside, being in the mountains or whatever. Um, but it sounds like there is a pretty big um, relationship there, huh? Yeah. And I think it's probably also new because like the regularity of my hiking is also so new, you know, in terms of just like maybe the last six or seven years. Hmm. Interesting. So I think it's just kind of like they're both kind of developing simultaneously but with a lot of integration and synergy between the two like on Yom Kippur like I grew up I was raised Jewish but I really don't um really follow any religion but on Yom Kippur I went into the mountains and like for me like the mountains are my temple like that's where I find contentment and peace you know with myself and like you kind of have to have that mm -hmm. if you want to put that energy out into the world and the relationships with the people that you're having. You, it's hard to have that sort of contentment with, with others, you're like if you don't really feel it within yourself. Now, that makes sense. 
Kind of. <laughs> Again, this is all like such a, it's like a foreign language to me pretty much. Yeah. Um, foreign concept, but. Oh, it's I'm, cool. You, you're posing some good questions for me too, to really stop and think about it. Yeah. And, and you know, at first when you kind of contacted me, I wasn't really sure, you know, if it was going to work to do an episode because my initial thought was like, okay, I am not a spiritual person. Um, I hate to say it, but like. The, the, the stuff it's it's kind of goofy to me like i've just never like never put any thought into it like i just don't take it seriously at all and like i again i'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful but that's just kind of the truth like that's where i'm coming from so initially i was like yeah i don't know if that's gonna work but then after we had that initial conversation i was like okay i do think there's something here because that that um i said i've said the word contrast so many times here but like that contrast is so um, big that I think it's worth exploring and mm. I don't know what how do I phrase this how mm, what what advice would you give to somebody like me or even doesn't even have to be like advice but just like what would you say to someone like me who just straight up doesn't understand this stuff um, what would you say to them to try to maybe not like you know put themselves in your shoes but like at least kind of wrap their head around, you know, having such a spiritual connection to the outdoors and to, um, you know, hiking specifically. Hmm. I know that there's a lot there that I, I probably yeah. didn't phrase that super well, but, uh, I'll let you, I'll let you take a swing. <laughs> I think like, you know, everybody has sort of their own definition of even what like spirituality means to them. And so I would just say like, like, just take notice and be aware and like even even of your own self like the day before you're hiking or the day the morning of your hiking you know like check in with yourself like what do you what do you feel like what's your energy level what's your um you know what's your inner sense inner self feeling and then like just be outside and 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 stop and take notice like be aware. Like I think that's what my yoga practice has offered me is to, you know, they always say like be in the present moment. And so like to me, that's like a spiritual practice. It could be that simple. Interesting. So Nancy, you know? one thing that just popped into my head. So I have tried before to, well, I, I shouldn't say it. I've tried. I'm going to say it again. I have like stopped before like plenty of times on hikes and tried to kind of take everything in. Right. So I'll come to mm. some sort of view or often it's even just in the middle of the woods, like not any particular like waypoint that, you know, someone would stop at, even if I'm just in the middle of the woods and I'll try to just kind of take everything in like that. And for me, what usually ends up happening is I'm so focused on the things around me that I, I feel like I can't even like just focus in on one particular thing, right? I'm just like kind of trying to take all of this in and, and it it is satisfying. Like I'm not saying like I'm just completely blocking everything out, but mm. it sounds like to me those moments have a little bit more weight for you. And so I'm just curious, when you do kind of pause like that, are you really channeling everything that's around you or are you more kind of looking like internally and kind of trying to channel like what you're you're feeling exactly if if that makes sense yeah i think it's more like what i'm feeling and a lot of it is just even just breath work you know it's just like just noticing that i'm breathing noticing like where my feet are and then just a combination of like look what's around you know i mean just stop i mean that, I mean, that's the best part of the summer or the fall is that you could just sit on top of a mountain for a long time and just look out and what's around and just show just even gratitude for what's there. I mean, that's a spiritual moment for me. Interesting. And, and again, I'm just you know? so like torn because I guess I'm just out of practice, but I have a hard time doing both the internal kind of, uh, I don't even know what to call it. And, and also like taking, taking in the things around me. It's like, I'm, I'm too like hyper-focused on like, oh my God, like this is such like a nice like moment. And like, I need to like take this in and cherish this that I feel like I don't actually end up 
doing that, you know? Doing that. Hmm. I wonder what gets in your way. I'm not sure. I, I feel like it's almost just like the fact that I'm in, and this would happen, especially a lot on my AT through hike. Um, I would constantly try to remind myself like how fortunate I was to be doing this and like how lucky I was. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes, especially when I was like kind of in grind mode, like when I was maybe having like a, a tough stretch or whatever, I would like stop and, and try to be like, okay, I'm literally like hiking the Appalachian trail. Like I'm not working right now. I'm like doing this amazing thing that so many people want to do. I should be like soaking this in and appreciating this. And it was almost like kind of like pressuring myself to do that, like made me not able to do that. You know, if if that makes sense. Have you ever maybe, maybe earlier on, have you ever experienced that before or have like, I don't know, any of your, um, your, your clients, the people you take out, have they ever like mentioned anything like that? Do you have any sort of, um, words of wisdom about that? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny because like, it's not like I, you would see me and I'm like, you know, this spiritual being, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm just sort of like trying, you know, I'm just trying to like be grateful, show gratitude, connect, like just to, again, just to be present. Um, You know, sometimes I take people out and, you know, there's the people that just want to go straight up to the top you know, like the type A personality. And, um, and then there's like the slow pokes. And I always tell people like, I'm going to sweep. And I kind of like actually enjoy it. Um, when I, when I bring a group out, cause I'm, I'm at the end and I think I can also tend to be like the type, the type A and just go psh, straight up sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I think there's always a balance between the two. I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> Or not. I feel like there's really no way to actually answer that. I don't know. I'm just yeah. trying to kind of. I think it's. Uh, I think it's just to be open, you know. And again, I, I and I do feel like I've been practicing yoga since for about 18 years now. So for me, a lot of times, yoga, my yoga practice isn't the actual physical practice of laying, you know, putting down my mat and and doing actual physical poses, but there are seven other limbs of yoga and a lot of, you know, breath work and, um, you know, how you take care of yourself and how you take care of others and your own self-inquiry and um, self-study and meditation. Like that's all part of yoga as well. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like for me, my yoga is, is yoga off the mat and how I, I can take myself as a, as a human and, and, and be in the world and, and, you know, what kind of relationships do I have with people? What kind of relationships do I have with nature? You know, for me, I could, I could take 20 people into the mountains if I wanted to, but, you know, I, I, I care for the, for the, the forest. And, you know, that's why I've tried to keep my, my hikes small and be respectful and try to teach people, um, you know, leave no trace. And I'm, I'm somebody who will pick up garbage on the trail and just try to make the place, you know, better than when I first entered. And so I, you know, I try to share all of those kinds of, um, uh, you know, you you can call them rules or just kindness. Mm -hmm. And, and to me, that's, that's yoga, you know, and that's a spiritual practice as well. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I've never heard anything like that before in my life. That's you know, when um, when I used to um, when we used to go camping with um, when I used to go camping with my kids. You know, we used to do a lot of a lot of car camping, and one rule we always had at our campsite was to always leave the campsite cleaner than when you found it. Mm-hmm. And and we go out, you know, all around us and, and pick up all the garbage, um, and just be grateful. I mean, it can be that simple. Interesting. Interesting. I'm gonna have to think about these things a little <laughs> bit more. Maybe not to the to the same level you and, and lots of other people have, but I don't know. And because I feel like here I am saying like I'm not spiritual at all. I feel like it doesn't even matter. Like if if you're this drawn to something like I am to hiking, there's got to be some sort of spiritual connection there, even if it's not quite as thought out as you know somebody someone like yourself's connection might be. It's like obviously yeah. I've I've done a lot of it. Like I'm I'm super drawn to it. It's a part of who I am. It's part of my identity. So there's there's 
I don't know. There's got to be something there. Maybe I need to think about these things a little bit more. Yeah. And, and you know, like, I, I, I would agree. I bet it's there. You just don't maybe know in what form or how to articulate it or. Or maybe this um, is how I articulate it by making podcasts and doing videos and, and other shit like that. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, like, you know, when I was 23, um, I don't even think I want to talk about some of the stuff that I was doing because <laughs> I don't know who's going to be listening. <laughs> um, oh boy. So I think it's, uh, you know, it's, there's growth Definitely. There's always, and it's a practice, right? Mm-hmm. Which means that it's something that, oh, you know, something that's done daily can can grow in in intensity and and can grow deeper interesting yeah interesting yeah i'm gonna have to start to think about these things or i'm gonna at least try to think about these things and maybe i will succeed maybe i will not but (laughs) it's worth a shot um i i've one question that kind of popped into my head i actually meant to ask this earlier when we were talking about peaks and poses um when you plan your hikes do you usually go to like a spot that you've been before, like a spot that you know you can like set up and, and do your thing at? Or do you often go on hikes that you've like never been on before? Um, good question. I think there's been a little bit of both. Okay. Most of them I have been on before. And I think that is like for me just to feel confident and to know that I've been there before and I know how to get there. I know how to get us back. Um, it's mostly like the, you know, the guiding part. But this summer we went out to Colorado. And while I've been out in the Boulder area, there were a couple of hikes that I had not done before. Um, and then this summer we're going out to Glacier National Park. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Have you been there? I have. That's like the only place on the, like, well, you know, out west, I guess, not on the coast, but... Only place out west that I've ever been and, and, and hiked in before. That's awesome. So maybe I can pick your brain a little bit. because A little I bit. I, I wasn't there like for a super long time and mm-hmm. it was only day hikes. So I didn't, I didn't backpack. We car camped and did day hikes, but it is amazing. Definitely. Um, I can tell you some places to avoid because a lot of the stuff that we did was like super popular and a lot of people. So if you're looking to like kind of get away from people. I can tell okay. you where not to go, but <laughs> yeah, that would be great. We'll be we'll be there five days, and we'll be just day just day hiking. Um, and I haven't been there, so any help that I could get in in the planning of it would be really. It's amazing. Helpful. It's amazing. Are you like going out with clients that are going to be like doing the yoga yeah. stuff? Yeah, That's I rented awesome. a big house. Wow, nice. Yeah. yeah, I'm really excited. This will be my second um, really like outdoor adventure hiking yoga retreat outside of New England. Um, Damn, that's incredible. Yeah, well, it's you'll a have, great way to travel. <laughs> definitely. You'll have to, to let me know how that goes. Like, I'm, I'm sure you guys will have a, a really good time. What time of year are you going again? July. Okay, so middle of the summer. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's good, obviously. Um, that's, that's really cool. I'm excited to hear that. Yeah, I'm really excited to go there. It's been on my bucket list, and... Um, you know, people say go now because the glaciers are melting. Um, so go while there's still a few left. Um, we're kind of getting towards the end of the episode here, Nancy. Now, I failed at doing something, which I have been doing a lot of this lately. Um, I know you've listened to other episodes, so maybe you have mm. a, the story thing. Do you know where I'm going here? Yeah. Okay, yes. so I, I, everybody listening, I, I've been like dropping the ball lately i keep forgetting to freaking remind people to have stories for the end of the episode so i'm kind of putting you on the spot here kind of not because at least you've you know listened to other episodes before but um yeah do you have a story to to share i have a great story that i think will really help wrap up our um conversation that we had today perfect perfect yeah it was such a cool experience kyle i took a group of people um, up to Mizpah Hut for an overnight. This was in September of 2018. 
and there were, um, I think there were 12 of us. And it, I would say at least eight were really new to hiking okay. Okay. and new to the White Mountains and to the huts. Um, it was like I met one woman and she invited all of her friends. And they, they, <laughs> they were awesome. And we got up to Mizpahat and we dropped all of our stuff off there. And then we went over to Pierce. And two people from Pierce went over to Eisenhower, which I tend not to let people go off on their own, but I trusted these two people. And we said, we'll meet you back at the hut for dinner. So we started to hike back um, towards the hut. And I don't know if you know, there's like a, just kind of an area in between where it was just all open rock. And I invited everybody to come sit down so we could do a little meditation. It was just a gorgeous day. And it was, you know, probably like around four o'clock in the afternoon. And so we all just sat down and I led them through, you know, maybe just a five minute meditation, just to sort of like bring people to center and mm -hmm. to connect with their breath. And after the meditation, I invited everybody to chant the sound of Om which is sort of the universal sound. It's made up of three sounds, ah, ooh, mm. <laughs> I, I wonder if you've ever chanted those sounds before. I don't think I ever have, but <laughs> I've heard it's other very, people do it. <laughs> it's very common to either open a yoga practice or to end a yoga practice okay, with okay. the sound of om. And it's a, just a beautiful way to bring everybody together. And... Um, so we chanted the sound of Om, and all of a sudden, we heard the mountains chant the sound back to us. Hmm. And I was not the only one that heard that, because when we were done, I didn't say anything. So it, there was like this amazing echo, but I don't think it was an echo. And everybody was freaked out by it. They were like, did you hear that? Did you hear that? The mountains are oming to us. Oh, my God. It was so cool. And I have tried it in other places. And we have not gotten the same sound back to us. We've got nothing. Have you ever tried it again in that same spot? I have not. I haven't been back there. I think it's worth going back to that spot and trying it and just see or not and just taking that as a sign or a signal, yeah. you know, or, or just a moment of really kind of like a glorious moment in the mountains where it's like the mountains were just kind of saying like, you know, whatever you wanted them to say. I, I don't even want to put words to it because mm. I think it's something that everybody really felt inside of them. It was really just like, whoa. I know you said, <laughs> said, said some other people heard it. Did the entire group hear it? Were there everybody some people that, in the group heard everybody it. Everybody heard it? Wow, that's everybody incredible. Everybody heard it. Everybody felt it. Interesting. Because it was almost like, it was just so unexpected and that you're like, honestly, I got like goosebumps <laughs> when I heard it. Because, you know, in yoga class, everybody just chants it together and the sound is done. And you might say like, namaste. But this time, it didn't end. And it wasn't us. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. That's, I, I feel like that is a great way to kind of wrap this up. Um, yeah. Damn. See, <laughs> this was this is this is a challenge for me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, you know, kind of thinking about this stuff, trying to wrap my head around this stuff. Well, I'm excited that you know, just we haven't met, and hopefully someday we will. But just you know, having a conversation with somebody, just you know, just really opens up um, 
you know, your, your own self to something new. And I'm mm-hmm. not just saying it's just about you, but you know, I feel the same way about myself. Just you meet people through your life in the mountains or in life or wherever. And, you know, they're, they, they teach you something or they just open up your, your mind to something that something different. Yeah, definitely. And that's kind of how we sort of grow and learn and develop. Thank you so much for, um, for coming on today. This is awesome. Why don't you go ahead and plug, you know, your social media, plug um, the Peaks and Poses stuff and, uh, you know, give some information so people can go uh, check out your business and all that stuff. Sure. Um, you can find me at peaksandposes.com. Um, that's my website where I post a lot of my events and have a kind of a blog. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Peaks and Poses, or NR Wind, either one, preferably Peaks and Poses. Um, I, I do not tweet, and I am uh, Peaks and Poses also on Facebook. And um, yeah, I've got some really fun events. I actually have an event coming up at the Notch Hostel where I'm going to be cooking with people and showing people how to make a plant-based meal and dehydrate it so you can take it backpacking with you. There you go. There you yeah. go. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Good collaboration there. Yeah, definitely. They're they're so awesome there. Like uh I love the notch. I gotta go back there soon as well. You do, and maybe I'll see you there someday. Definitely, definitely. I yeah. think that's gonna do it. Nancy, thank you again. Everybody listening, thank you so much. You're so welcome. And Kyle, to end, I think we each have to say namaste to one another. I can tell you what it means. Namaste. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see. I can't even say it without. What, what does it mean? First of all, Namaste. It means that the light inside of me shines on the light inside of you. <laughs> namaste. Yeah. Namaste, <laughs> Kyle. Awesome. Thank awesome. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, to everybody listening, thank you so much. And namaste. Namaste.